It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 is the phone number, the Late Night Alternative. Good evening, Alistair. Evening. Evening. Is that Ian? Yes, is that Alistair? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm a bit weird at the moment. What does that mean? Drunk? Drunk? A little bit. Give us a call I'm when you're sober. You, Give us a call when you're sober. I don't like you when you're drunk. And I, I worry that me talking to you on air when you're drunk is in somehow enabling you. And I don't want to enable you, man. No, I don't enable you as well. No, you don't enable me. But you, you, but, but I feel uncomfortable no, talking you do. to you. No, you do. Because what you do... Every day, yes. is you you say you hate callers. Yes, and, and certainly. Alistair, I Alistair, are you about Alistair, are you about to have a go at me? Yes. Right, call me when you're sober. All right, because I'm not taking that shit from you. Okay. Oh. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Had to dump that. There we go. That's it. I mean. Alistair's one of our many listeners who has issues with alcohol, and we say many, many times, don't call us when you're drunk. Alistair, that was your last chance, man. Last chance? That was the last chance, wasn't it? I think so. Hang on a minute, Sam. Let's, Sam, let's get that open. Um, that has got to, I mean... I think so. Oh, I can see coming over the horizon. I saw it, yeah. How many times has he told me to F off now? How many times? Is that, is that four? And they called me a C at least twice. Yeah, I think we're done. I think we have to be done, mate. Honestly, Alistair. Here's the thing, right? We had, we took a really um, we we took a um, a call last night from a young woman, a woman uh, in the fifties, actually. Um, oh, okay. Here we go. Tamara. Uh, so Tamara, our guest, was expecting a call at eleven. Oh. Now, so we'll we'll call her at eleven if we she's called. If she's cool with that, we'll call her at 11. Now, I wonder whose fault that might be. Well, let's not apportion blame, shall we? <laughs> I'd, well, I'd like to. Did you? Did you get the timings wrong? After I said to you, have you double-checked the time difference in the States because you got it wrong once before? Did you? Right. There's been a lot of to in and fro in and we changed days, remember? I'm just looking at the email. Yeah, I did say 11 o'clock. Okay, oh! my bad. <laughs> it's Graham Nash! 
No, it isn't because we've got a phone number for her. I, I genuinely... Graham Nash. What happened with Graham Nash was the PR woman went on holiday I, and didn't give me the um, number. I'm so in love with you as a human being and as my best friend because we had this conversation. Right? We, so, but anyway, we've we, we got an amazing guest coming on. We've uh, got Tamara Simmons, who's the executive producer of Surviving R. Kelly, the show that we have been banging on about um, for about a week now, and it's incredible. Um, and we're, we're, I was so thrilled that she's coming on and so lucky because I think this is the most important TV show of the last 15, 20 years. I think it's an incredibly huge story and I cannot believe that, that it's not getting the... It should be front page news, right? And it's not here or in the States. Um, and we've been... Uh, uh, Catherine has been talking with Tamara and, and, and people in Tamara's office for the last week or so. She said, right, we're all set. I said, I don't, you know, I don't want to bully you, but can you just double check you got the time difference right? Yeah. So, because once before you didn't I get... Did. I did, right? I got the time difference right. What I got wrong was having a sleep in between. Tamara's coming on at 11 to talk about Surviving R. Kelly, which is the most incredible show. Here's the thing, right? Late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. This is a show about fun and laughter and joy, and it's celebratory, and we have some wonderful, wonderful guests and some wonderful, wonderful comedy themes. We're going to carry on with the heavy petting zoo to, tonight, which was fun and was vulgar and was rude and was naughty, and I know a lot of you liked. Um, and um, but, but, but then we also talk about mental health. I talk about my mental health, about my divorce, and, you know, kind of like that. And it's not the show isn't all about that. It was maybe 18 months ago. It got a bit heavy, and we kind of knocked that on the head when we got the figures in. Um, but this is a real... I don't want to say this is a safe space, um, but to a certain extent it is, uh, in as much as people can phone us up and, and at their lowest point, and we will not turn them away, all right? And we will do our best to help them in the tiny, tiny way we can. We had that phone call with Chris before uh, Christmas that kind of got a lot of press, and I don't quite know why it got so much press, because we've done stuff like that before. But, you know, a guy who was dying, and we held his hand through the radio until the police came and found him and saved his life, okay? And, and, and we had a call last night from a woman who was really struggling. It was in a lot of pain and was suicidal. It was talk, you know, was talking about killing herself. And we had so many... I'm, I'm off Twitter. I've deleted my Twitter. If you're wondering, it's gone. It, it will come back. It's not a permanent thing. So when I when it does come back, don't go, ah, it's coming back. But right now, I'm really enjoying not having that Twitter account. Um, uh, But I did notice via my other Twitter account, the, the, my record company, so many lovely tweets from people saying, oh, well done for talking to Caroline, wasn't it, last night? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for that. Um, You know, and then there's just like one or two absolute a-holes. A guy called Antsky deleted it straight away deleted it straight away and then blocked me yeah oh this is uh this is this ian fishing for his next clickbait thing it doesn't matter if this one dies the next one another one will come on clickbait 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 what a what a disgusting what a disgusting attitude from a scumbag here's the thing is that because that tweet i saw it because it came up on the screen here and it really played in my mind. It's one, it's one person and one other person. It's a real minority. I know that. And I know most of you are cool with the fact that people can phone in when they're at their lowest. And some of you can't listen to that and you switch off. Some of you don't want to listen to it because you find it boring. You switch off. That's fine, man. Some of you listen because it's gripping and you want to hear the humanity. That's fine, right? We probably lose listeners because we do stuff like that. Um, but, but here's the thing, Antsky and the other naysayers. Do you think I enjoy taking those calls? This is what I've been thinking about all day. Do you think I enjoy talking to a bloke who's who's 
taken a, an overdose and for uh, at least 30% of that call, I thought he was dead. Do you think I enjoy that? That call last night with that poor woman, right, who was, it was in a lot of pain. Do you think I enjoyed that? That I was sat there going, here we go. That was horrendous for me. That was horrendous. No, it's not in any way criticism of Caroline, by the way, if you're listening. I'm, I would like you to call in again, actually. But taking, listening to that poor person in pain or any person in pain, and I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counsellor. All I can do is share my experience, and, and I've, I've worked with some great counsellors and kind of share, you know, try and remember some of the stuff they said to me. It's all I can do, right? But I'm a human being. I'm a bloke. I'm a bloke who's just got divorced, living on his own, and is miserable, Right. So do you think, Antsky, that I've got a little boner going on when I get those calls? No, because what I do is I feel a tiny percentage of that person's pain and then I take that home with me and it's it's it gets in bed with me, it gets up in the morning with me and it hangs around me all day, all week. I've still not got over the call from Chris. I've still not got over it, right? And again, it's not criticism of Chris, not criticism of Caroline at all. I'm just, and I'm more than happy to take those calls. Um, how dare you suggest I'm thinking this is great for the show, this is great clickbait. How dare you think that Catherine, as you suggested in your tweet, is is screening the calls to try and find suicidal people so that we can put them in there. The way this show works is Sam answers the phones, doesn't ask what you want to talk about, asks for your name and your number, calls you back. That's it. That's how we've worked it for nearly three years in this place. And that's how we work at the BBC. That's how I've always tried to work it. Certainly at Absolute and for a lot of LBC once I discovered that trick of not asking them, the callers, what they want to come on. So, so no, Catherine's not there screening for suicidal people. I'm not there rubbing my hands with glee. So shame on you for suggesting that. Shame on you, you scumbag. Right. And here's the other thing. There's only so much we can do for certain people. All we can do is share our experience and our strength and our hope and our stories, okay? And if that resonates with someone, then that is great. But there has to come a point as well where I have to go, do you know what, actually, you're really damaging to me and I I have to stop engaging with you. And I feel like an absolute C word when I do that to people that are in trouble. I feel like a C when I have to say to someone who's obviously in pain, I'm going to have to ask you to stop calling me. I feel terrible. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel like a failure. Uh, so so Alistair's call at the start of the show is a real disappointment to me because we've had three or four times, certainly two times he's called me, called me and Catherine C's, and I think another two times where he's told me to F off, right, because he's drunk, okay, because he's drunk. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict, right, more than an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict, right? So I know what it's like to be in the throes of addiction. I know what it's like, right? I know what it's like to be powerless, to 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 be pouring and sniffing and smoking stuff that I don't want to put in my body. And I know that it, 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 it makes me an absolute a-hole. Cocaine turned me into just the biggest tosser you could imagine. I was funny. I was funny for bits, for like a tiny, tiny little bit. But then for most of it, I was just, a, I was a dick, right? Um, and the rows I got and the arguments and the fights I got into with people I love because of cocaine, right? So, so me having to say to Alistair, for the third or the fourth time, I think it is, we're not going to take your calls anymore. That makes me feel like a failure. That makes me feel like I've failed a human being. But I've got to set boundaries to protect me, to protect Catherine and to protect Sam and to protect you as well, dear listener, right? So for 
incidents that when one of them would have got someone a ban from a station for, for a lifetime, four, I think, really has to be the limit. So phoning up and being drunk is an excuse, right? It's not an excuse, right? Phoning up drunk and telling me to F off because I'm whatever it was, he was saying I was a bully or an enabler or whatever, right? I'm not having that. I'm not having that at all. So can we put a warning by his thing? Don't let him on the station because I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not having him speak to me. I'm having him speak to you, Catherine, or you, Sam, or you, dear listener. I'm not having anyone do it, right? Why, why are we having a rant at the start of the show? Um, because I do think some people are starting to take advantage of the fact that we are, are, are very open and we are very honest. This is the most honest show on radio. Okay, it's the most honest show on radio, and there'll be people on Digital Spy going, "Well, you uh, you invite it on because uh, you uh, you go and talk about being miserable about seeing you invite it." Yeah, we do invite it to a certain extent, but also I have to set boundaries, and the boundaries are, you know what, you call me an effing C four times, I think you're banned. I think you're banned. Good luck. Don't send me an apologetic email. Don't send me an apology on Twitter because I ain't on Twitter. Your emails are going to go straight to the bin. Don't send a tweet to Catherine to try and get round me. Oh, can you tell Ian I'm really sorry? Because she won't tell me. I've told her not to tell me anymore. I'm going to run into mum. I'm not playing that game, okay? So thanks for your call, Alistair. Uh, but I wish you success and sobriety. But I ain't ever talking to you ever again, unless we bump into each other in, in a meeting, in which case I'll be very happy to give you a hug. But until that point, put your phone down, stop calling me. Right? Thank you. 0344 499 This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Contact Talk Radio. Call 0344 499 1000. Text TALK and your message to 87222. Text cost 25p plus your standard network rate. Or you can tweet us at TALK RADIO. TALK RADIO. We'll get you talking. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just... Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors. Taxi drivers and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, let's crack on with the show. So at 11 o'clock, we've got Tamara Simmons, who's the executive producer of what I think is, is the most important TV show of, the, of, of this century, I would say, so far. I can't think of one that's been, that, that, you know, not just because about the specific subject of R. Kelly, but also about uh, the treatment of black women, the, 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 the abuse of women in general, uh, and the ability. We, we've learned nothing after Savile. We've learned nothing. The other interesting thing is, and it's something that keeps coming up, particularly on this show, because I know that it's an area that we're interested in, but... The complicity of uh, of yep. the pop industry there we go. There in, we in go. protecting some people over others. So we, we're talking to Tamara at eleven o'clock, and I cannot wait. Let's um, let's go to these calls we've been waiting for ages. Good evening, Philip. Hi, hey, hey, Catherine. Hi, Philip. Right? Um, uh, Hi. It's none of your business. What have you got for us, <laughs> Phil? Um, I'd just like to uh, plug you for saying saving lives. You and me. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, because. Uh, how can I put it? Go on. Um, put it straight in. We help me out a lot. Are, have you been struggling a bit? Is that what you're, you're yeah. trying to say? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. That's that's um, That sucks. Um, I've come out of the good end, though. You know what e- I mean? Things are, things are on the I, up. I've been listening to you since September, well, August. Uh, last year. Yeah. And when I got that, you know, that call... Chris. Yeah, yeah. And I phoned you up next day. Thank you. Just keep up the good work, mate. Well, uh, th- thank you, Philip. And we we both appreciate that. Uh, 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 that is wonderful. Uh, but you're you're definitely on the upswing, are you? Think you're 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 heading towards the light. Yeah. Beautiful. What? what without going into detail, was was there anything that changed? Was there? Did you do something that helps you turn that corner, or was it was it just one of those things? Oh, there's a lot. I had a lot of things on my plate. Yeah, and I, I couldn't cope at once. So, did you push um, push some of the things off the plate? Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what I'm learning. Push yeah. some of those things off the plate. Clear some space on the plate. Yeah, you've got to clear your head, haven't you? You have to. to you have the, to. Oh, to, get, to get the other information in, and then it works. Well, Philip, um, thank you so much for your call. Um, I, right. I, I'm so, you know, me and Catherine, honestly, are humbled that but listening to this rubbish, two idiots talking rubbish, that's all the show is. That's what it should be called. We're well, steady on. No, <laughs> One that's, idiot. That's, don't be so hard on yourself, Catherine. 
But the fact that people listening to this and it, and it kind of helps them through a little bit of darkness, then that, that mm. makes my day and that makes it worthwhile, Philip. So thank you for sharing that, mate. It's OK. What about Isaiah Kelly? Is he uh, going to get fined or what? Well, he, uh, well I, I hope he's going to go to prison. You, you, you listen after 11. He's a, he's, um, I nearly made light of it then by saying he's a very naughty man. He's not. He's, he he's, a sex, he's a sex criminal and he's, and he's an abuser of women and um, it's, it's horrendous. So hopefully, well, one of the questions we're going to ask Tamara Simmons, the, the executive producer, is why is he not in prison? Because mm-hmm. I just can't understand co- it. Why aren't you coming up in papers, though? Say that again. Why aren't you coming up in newspapers? Why what? Why aren't you coming up in newspapers? It's bad. Well, he is bad. He's very bad. You want to watch the series, Philip. Go and watch the series, Surviving R. Kelly. It's, it's a shocker. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Alan Caddick. Hi, boss. Hi, Cass. Where are you? I'm in the bedroom. Where's your phone? I'm on my mobile. Are you on your own mobile or are you talking into are a you... mobile that you're... Are you on one of those mobiles that goes around a baby's cock? Because this ain't a phone that you're using. Oh, oh, there he is. Hello. Can you on the speaker? Oh, Alan. You talked to him. Have you learnt nothing? I, I can't deal with this. <laughs> What's going on, Alan? Can you hear me now? We can hear you perfectly well. We can, before it sounded like you were in, in one room and your phone was down the hall. There's some of my smartphones. Oh uh, yeah. Smartphones are not so smart. Oh, come on. Alan Caddick, um, unload yourself. Um, I was reading an interesting story in the very mail about someone who had a stroke. All right, Alan, thanks thanks so much. You, you, you keep that vibe. We'll get a new one for tomorrow's show. I really appreciate that. Flipping it. Good evening, Dion. Good evening, we, we didn't. We, we'll get another vibe tomorrow. Remind me to bring some vibe in tomorrow. And we'll, we'll, we'll just coast tonight. I and mean, tomorrow, we'll, we'll, I'll bring double vibe. Uh, just in case anyway, someone sucks it, sucks it all. Good Ian. Good Ian. Good Ian. Good Ian. Good Ian and good Dion. Yeah, I thought I'd listen to the whole show and I'm fed up with all the other stations. Yes, they suck. Stop listening to BBC well, London. It sucks. Brexit. Brexit. And, this. This. Yeah. You know. PC correctness and Sorry? everything. That's why I'm listening. Because this show, you're saying this show bit. is not politically correct? Um, no. Um, so well, here we go. Here's a question. What is well, political correctness? Um, I don't know. Because you said it, so I thought you might know. I don't know. You, you said it. Just, I'm trying to say something straight now, which would be... Um, Can't say straight. Rather than calling someone obese, I'd rather say, well, you're fat. Okay, well, you can say that. I think I should be able to say well, you it. Can't, yeah. No, you can say it. Why, why can't you say it? And why, why does political correctness stop you saying it? Because the BBC don't like you saying it. Oh, ah. oh the BBC on your shoulder all the time, then? Not really, no, I well, don't really... Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Now... You, you can say it, but they may not like you saying it. You can say it to me, but I may not like you saying it. But that, but no one's stopping you saying it. But you I have know. to accept that with with certain words, there comes uh, um, th- th- there's great responsibility. With certain words, uh, you can say stuff. You can come on here and, and and slag off Christians and slag off Muslims if you want. But yeah, but... but but if you do it if you do it in in a way that is offensive. Then I will step in and, and and pick you up. Now that's not political correctness. That's yeah, manners. I, 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 they, no, but 
I'm quite a... I don't like upsetting people. I'm quite nice. I'm OK. Well, then, but, but, but OK, well, then, if you know that... And, and fat's an odd one, right? But if you... Let's stick with it, because that's the one you used. If you know that the word fat upsets some people and you're a nice bloke... Yeah. Then why would you want to say fat? I wouldn't. I would say you're on the large side. But you just said... But your your whole... I know these arguments are kind of pointless with you. But you said... Your whole argument was that you want to say fat, but you no, can't... I was trying to think of something, or I... It, it's just that these days I can't say anything. If I could... yes, you can. We've literally just we've literally just proven that you can. You can't say anything, but there will. But with with most with a lot of language, there will be consequences. I know. So you have to be careful what you're saying. Well, weren't, uh, you, weren't you careful before? Yeah, I don't like to upset people. Oh, but no the, problem then. But the BBC. Doesn't necessarily. Anyway, we're going to... yeah, I know. I just said it as an example. Okay. Anyway, well, you're you're through to the um, uh, politically incorrect. I know. I'm a big fan uh, of politically you're on about incorrect. Books I think... with singers and that. Sorry. Just, I ordered a book yesterday. Books with um, fingers. Chris Difford. What's that got to do with fingers? Chris Difford. You said no, books uh, with fingers. Squeeze. We did, yeah. Squeeze. squeeze. Okay, I'm I'm tripping. Same words now. Uh, yeah, the Chris Difford book, some fantastic place, great book. That's it. I've ordered it yesterday. Good. It's a great book. You'll love it. Read yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I've heard so many people have said, and I love Squeeze. I grew up with them. Oh, did you? Did, what? What? Did, did you? Did you go to school with them? No, I was sort of seventies. I saw them in a few pubs in North London. Oh. Yeah, oh, it, it was my era. I'm sixty. So you can't say Squeeze anymore, can you? Because of the Me Too campaign. That, that's true. It's political correctness gone mad. Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. I you, can't say squeeze. You're not allowed to say squeeze anymore because of the Me Too campaign and political correctness gone mad. Oh, you're having a laugh. No, I'm not. That's true. You can't say squeeze. Sexist. Sexual harassment, isn't um, it? I, I was listening to your station earlier today. Oh, uh, yeah. It's nothing to do with us. They're on about the new Gillette advert, the, the Me Too. Yeah, it's good, that, isn't it? I don't know. I don't use Gillette. Well, so it's, only, it's, only, it's only bad for rapists. Huh? Sorry, what? I just don't, don't be... That escalated quickly. No, but that's what they're saying. Don't, don't be a dick. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, Gillette, as we all know, is the best that a man, a a man, man can get. get. We know that. So let's just go and buy it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I've not seen the advert. I've got no interest in the advert. I couldn't care less about the advert. It's in all the papers. Oh, it's advert. Oh, Piss Morgan doesn't like the advert. Oh, such and such likes the advert. Oh, it's about toxic masculinity. Oh, it's an advert. It's, it's for razor blades. It's for razor blades. Mm-hmm. And that advert was made up by a bunch of um, uh, tossers in suits in um, some, some, you know, the 50th floor of some skyscraper somewhere going, hmm, now let's, let's, what's the scientific formula for creating, um, uh, you know, some kind of controversy around an advert? Well, but this is, this is, yeah, they, they know like, that certain people are triggered yeah. by the, by the idea of Me Too and it, and it, and it sets certain people on edge because they think it's an assault on masculinity. It's not. It's, it's just no. saying, do we all agree no. that sex assaulting is wrong? No, but I don't, I don't, I, don't, I think it's even more, think you can then peel that level away and it's just it's it's a dozen blokes and two women sat around thinking right what what would the formula be to create so we do razor blades right everyone knows with gillette we do razor blades right we're going to do add another razor blade to the thing so we've gone from five to six what what's the formula to do an advert that even 
the late night alternative that doesn't even talk about this mainstream crap that even they'll end up talking about it. Oh, let's do a non-rapey. You know, that that's all it is. They've got us talking about it. They've won, so let's not play their game. I wasn't even talking about the advert. Ooh, I was talking about the principle. Oh, principles. Are you silencing me? Yes, I am. Well, I'm being oppressed. Good. I don't like it. No, you don't, do you? No. Well, imagine how I feel as a white heterosexual male for I the can't. last 45 years of my life. I can't imagine being at the top of the pile. No, you can't, but you'd love to be at the top of the pile. You'd I would. Say, yeah. One day I will be. Yeah, well, one day you I'm won't be. stamp on you. You'd like that, you pervert. You'd Not sure it. where this conversation's going, so I think we should probably take a break. Take a trip into the alternate reality of Late Night Radio. I think I'm in something like The Matrix, and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Of course, when Alice, I got some new, two new sound effects, and when Alistair swore at me earlier on, I sh- what I should have um, played was, oh, why is it not working? Is my computer on? Lang- there we go. Okay, this is the, this is what I should have played. Language, Timothy. <laughs> Say something silly. Go on. Um, uh, well, you normally do it all the time. So I'm, I'm sure just thinking of something specifically silly. Because I've got a great one for you. This is a great little clip. A biddly biddly bong. Catherine, you're such a twat. <laughs> right, young man. Bed. <laughs> That's my baby that turned seven on Sunday. What have you done? I'm calling the social. Language, Timothy. Doesn't this sound grown up? He's gone. This is this is the progression of. Um, oh, where? Uh, oh no no no! Oh, it goes. So this is this is him. Uka zaga, 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 uka zaga. That was then. This is now. Catherine, you're such a. T- It's a good one, isn't it? What's in the I hope he was saying twit. Was he? Or did you get... Wow, have you weaponised that kid? You know some of the bootleg recordings I've made of my children that I've sent to you? Yeah, but now it's been, now it's been aimed in my direction. I don't like it. You can have it, Sam. I'll send you the MP3. He wants it as his text alert. Hey, someone... Dan, friend of the show, Dan, uh, who lives in the United States of America... Um, and Julie and Dave are coming to you in a minute, I promise. Um, once said he would pay to have all of these soundboard clips. Shaggy Pony. You're a pervert. You want me to do it for you, rub it in? I'm David Babcock and I got my willy stuck in the hoover. I don't want to sell them, but it, if someone could tell me an easy way of like making an online soundboard and uploading these so that you can play with them at home or use them as ringtones or, you know, text alerts or whatever... I'm more than happy to do that. I'm more than happy to give that stuff away and put it out there. But I don't know how. So I don't know if there's anyone that could build an app for us, like a free app, or if someone could tell me a way of what, some, just somewhere that I could give it to you but without actually me having to do any work. I'd be up for that. I'm totally up. I am totally He's up. He's definitely up for no work. I'm up for sharing this. Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? I'm up for sharing the great philosophies of this show. <laughs> Um, but so someone can, no one answered my question. Someone, someone, I'll show you in a bit. Someone can um, can help with that one. That that would be um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Now this this is turning to. I I think we need to start more shows with an angry um, rebuttal um, to uh, aimed at eighty percent of our listeners. We need to violently 
um, eject them. Eject our listeners at the start of the show, because this is a great show. No one's listening, because they've all turned off, because we told them to, but it's a great show. Good evening, Julie. Good evening. Um, I'm phoning you because I've watched the Surviving R. Kelly series. I watched it a couple of weeks ago when it first came out. Yeah, what do you reckon? It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Um, I I watched it with my daughter, who's 20. Yeah. And it just played on our minds so much. And I cannot understand how him and all the people around him are not in prison. Well, here's the thing, and then Kath mentioned this earlier. You're right. The people around him are complicit. There's, there's like his, um, he's only in I think the first two or three episodes. He's, he's sort of tour manager and road man, road manager and assistant. Who's you, it took me like episode two to suddenly go, no, hang on, you're you were there. You were actually there helping get these girls. You're yeah. as involved as he is. And also, someone's keeping them in those rooms, and it's not just him. They're frightened to use the phone. You know, it can't be I just know. him. I, it was just... Of course it's not just him. And even that guy who was boasting that he'd forged... Um, oh, was it Aaliyah, her mm. name? Had forged oh, her age yeah, yeah, on yeah. the marriage decision. That's the guy I was talking about, yeah, yeah. How can they get away with it? Well, and and this is the thing, and then we've got we've got Tamara Simmons coming on, who's, who's the exec producer of it. And this is the, the, the is the overriding question: is I do not understand how he is not in prison now. Maybe obviously the whole the whole sex videotape thing, he managed to get away with that. Okay, yeah. And, and maybe it's as simple as no one else has pressed charges against him since. Maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. Go on, Kathy, you're going to say something. He manages, you know, money, I think money talks, and also he has power still, even though financially he's not what he was, and um, actually now people are shutting him down on the radio and stuff. But there are enough hangers-on whose livelihoods depend on it that he gets backed up, whatever he says. He must... He must have the police in his pocket, I would would. Well, did you notice it was episode five or six... There was an interesting point where uh, they they just almost as a throwaway comment, the narration said he was tipped off about this by his friends in I yeah. think the Illinois Police Department. Oh, yeah. right, okay, so yeah, I, I, and that was one of the things. Um, that's how Savile got away with it, uh, Julie, is because he was friends with all the the, it, the the police. It only takes one. Yeah, he was he would have the police around to his right. for card games, and he would buy them stuff, and he would go, you know. So he he, he has to have. Some of the police in his pocket. He has to. Also, people are still really impressed by him, aren't they? And people don't want to believe that it's happening. There were women outside that courtroom. There were women outside his concerts who were saying, I don't believe, you know, they didn't believe other women. I don't believe it. This isn't him. They're just trying to bring him down because he's a strong, powerful black man. And so the world's against him. And so they, you know, they they chose their own version of what happened, despite the fact that all these women are talking about the same thing. I don't understand how anybody could not believe those women on those that had been filmed. I mean, there's no way they're lying about that. Well, I wonder if this... I know there was a thing on BBC Three, sex, R. Kelly's Sex Lives and Videotape, or Sex Lives... Sex Girls and Videotapes, which I didn't watch. But it's on BBC Three, yeah, which is kind that. of a... Okay, again, it's not a mainstream channel, channel really. Um, so maybe this documentary is the first time that all of these girls, these women, have 
told their stories together. You know, if if, if one mm, girl comes yeah. forward, I'm, I'm, this is not this argument doesn't hold much water. So uh, you know, one girl comes forward, ah, she's lying. A year later, another girl kind of pops up in a small little story in the paper, ah, that don't believe. But when you've got girl, woman after woman after woman after woman and parent and, and his parent, ex-wife and his ex-wife and, and his parent children and, and stuff like that, when you've got yeah. them just bang, 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 all together, all cut together, then. You have to believe it. You have to believe it when you see it like that. But surely they're going to do something now. Well, now there, this has come out. I've seen a few stories in the uh, online press in this country of things that are sort of trickling through, like the woman who um, says that he gave her herpes, and you know, so it, yeah, that. But here's the thing as that's well: that's what in, they're going for. Those in, bits in America, more so than here. Money can can money can buy you freedom. You get look different at, kind of justice. You look at OJ. You look at Michael Jackson, uh, and also that first court case about the urinating on a fourteen-year-old girl. Oh, that God, um, yeah. that that got delayed for six years because he had excellent lawyers that could delay it for six years. Suddenly, you got a six-year-old case. She's not fourteen. She's twenty. It, the, the the excitement and the Ferrari has died down. So he gets another case. He can delay it for years. And years. Yeah. money can buy you freedom in America. The whole justice system is bent over there. Do you think um, he'd have got away with it like that over here? Mm. Uh, well, I look at Savile, who got away with it. Mm. Um, I, I don't, this is a really good question. I don't know. I don't know. It's I a mean, tough one, isn't it? It's a real tough one. And a. a, 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 a I mean, eventually, I would you would like to think so, but I mean, Glitter, Gary Glitter didn't go to prison. He went to prison for child pornography in the nineties, I think, but he didn't go to prison for actual rape uh, until about right. five years ago. You know, and 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 yeah. Ralph Harris didn't go to prison until about five years ago, and Stuart Hall didn't go to prison until about five years ago. So, and, and that's you know, year decades after. It started with was, those men. When you said that, I was going to say there was a, there is a racial dynamic in America that is different from the one here, but I'm not sure how different yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's a fine line, isn't it? Uh, I re- I'm really not sure. What was it like? Um, listen, I'm coming at it from a, from a bloke. I'm a bloke watching it, and I don't have daughters. But what was it like watching it with your 20 year old daughter, who's you know not much older? than a lot of the women, a lot of the young girls in that programme? It was very interesting because there's things that have happened to both myself and my daughter in our lives that would relate to that. Yeah. And so I was quite concerned about her watching it. Um, But I'm glad she did because women, young girls get accused of lying all the time about things like this and it made her see that she weren't the only one um julie i I really appreciate your call and sharing that with us and and you know lots of love to you and your daughter and and keep listening because after 11 we're going to speak to tamara the executive producer and and um hopefully uh we might get a few questions answered as you know where we're both scratching our heads a little bit Okay, right. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, Julie. Thanks, I really Julie. appreciate that. That was a that was a great call. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Dave, hello. We've well, not we've I, not I got much time, Dave. I know, I know, but I've only got a few entries for the the um, heavy petting zoo. Go on, do it. Go on. <laughs> Bit inappropriate, but that's. I know, on. I know, but go on. What you got? Uh, clam. Yep. 
Is a clam alive? Clam is a, a rock, though, isn't it? No, no they're fish. It's a, it's oh. a mollusk, isn't it? Clam, yep. Mollusk, yeah. Yep. Uh, snapper. Jesus Christ. Yes? And obviously cock. Right, thanks very much for your call, Dave. I, re- I really thanks. appreciate I'm, it. I'm so glad we squeezed that I in. know. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On talk radio.